everybody, David Donaldson here with Joe Martin for another episode of Entrepreneurial Impact. Hard to believe we are in the doldrums of summer. It's going to be 99 degrees this week. So, you know, I lived in Arizona for a while. That's hot. I don't care what to say about it. It's a dry heat. 99 on the East Coast, that's that's kind of getting up there a little bit. So it's going to be hot. Be careful out there. You're, well, in the... In the uh idea of all the heat that's coming in from our environment let's bring the heat on this podcast to talk about culture right let's bring let's keep the heat going oh my goodness i can't believe you went there okay <laughs> at least i didn't drop a dad joke on you yeah this is true this is true no i i think it's important you know, we keep talking and looking at you know organizational structure ideas around how to building team growing a business you know what does that look like especially in the challenging times uh, that that people are seeing in their businesses right now it's really really important to understand culture and culture can be broken down in, in a couple of different ways like you know when people say hey what's your culture like they're just talking about what's what's the ocean the emotional experience what's the camaraderie what's the community how's that feeling but you know just kind of run down some points that i kind of want to drive home today we're talking about culture like Obviously, there's the importance of culture. What does that look like? But then there's, there's let me pause you. Let me pause you real quick. How do you oh, define right. culture, right? So, like, if you were to say, if I'm in an elevator with you, right, I'm going to yeah. tell you how I define culture. It's a vibe. When I look at culture inside of like my organization, it's a vibe that like you come in as a leader and you set a certain cultural standard, whether it's grinding, whether it's having fun, whether it's like religious, whatever the thing may be. Like, you create a vibe based on being a leader. So, like. That's always been my definition of culture is that there's certain values that we hold strong, but we create a vibe and that vibe becomes viral. So like, how do you, how do you call it? Like if I'm in an elevator with you and I say, Dave, define culture. Yeah. So for me, it, it's that, it's that relaxed personal engagement or involvement that I feel from others. Like, do I feel welcomed? Right. Do I, am I excited to go to work? Like that mode, that mood, not the mode, but the mood that I feel when I go in the office is strictly expressed because of how I feel about going to be with the people I go to with. And that that emotional support that I get from them, whether it's personally, financially, or business or educational, that's culture. Right. I think it's I think it can be hard to define as a whole for any one person. Say, hey, what how do you experience culture? What is your culture like? in your in your location because i think that experience is unique to everybody but i think it's like and the reason i asked that question is it's tough right like you went on hitting like seven different things in that one statement which is great because like culture does embody so many different pieces yeah i think it's a tough question right? i mean when someone says hey why do you do what you do it's a it, your big why is a tough one if you don't think about it and when you think about culture Sometimes most people define culture as like, we got a great culture. That's why you got to join us, right? Or that's our unique value proposition. But culture is not necessarily something that you can define like with a what. It's usually a concept. Like it, it's an idea. It's something that like we have a feeling around, right? Does that make sense? So I think it's a- Absolutely. It's I was actually asked that question earlier. They're like, hey, what's the culture like in your office? Because we're, what I currently have is great. And what they're talking about is the camaraderie around the people that they go and see every day, right? And so I kind of really went into this conversation saying, I, I can express how I feel, but because of the uniqueness of it, it's experienced differently. And I gave her some examples of what I thought culture meant to me, right? Because culture is, are we charitable, right? Do we give back? Right? Do we support others? 
right? And you see examples of that all around us, right? Where people step up and help. And if you look at some previous episodes of our podcast, some of the amazing things that some of the people that do from digging wells and building showers and going to other countries and literally building housing, that's culture to the 10th degree, but that's what's the driving factor for that individual, right? That's why I keep harping on it's the experience and like depending on what you're looking for can define culture to you. And I think like as you're going through that, it's a, it's an experience. I think that's probably the best way to describe culture because there's so many things like there's not one thing that you do that's like this defines our culture. It's like a series of experiences that culminate in like a vibe. That's why I've always called culture in my world a vibe because like yeah. you 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 know, it's one thing a culture is of high performance is that we get in the office and we share our numbers so that we are like open and transparent about like the accountability, like accountability can be part of your culture, but then you also bring in, you know, habitats for humanity or building houses and giving back to the community. That's another part of the culture, right? So there's so many aspects of a business that goes through culture, right? It's also like, what does win-win look like? When we have a disagreement, part of our culture is to come from curiosity and to do certain things. So like in all aspects of the business, from philanthropy and giving back to like performance to uh, financials, to like there's all these different things that wrap around culture in so many different ways that we don't think about. Because typically when we think about culture, it's like, hey, we had a great Christmas party and we got along together and we also gave back to the community, right? Like people think that is culture, but there's so much more that goes into an organization besides like your normal thoughts of like giving back or having social engagements around culture. Yeah, you're right. And it, at its highest level, right, the importance of culture is kind of everything that we've kind of touched on that was important to us, right? You know, I, you know, we say that it defines the shared values. I think that I love the way that that kind of brings it all together and it helps foster collaboration. But at the same time, what does it does? It attracts people, right? Because you have something in common with something about how you're doing it. It retains people, right? And it drives people to be more involved and more successful, right? Because if you're passionate about something, right? I mentioned wells, right? Actually, I have an agent that's going to Guatemala this week to go build wells. So a big driving factor for her was that other agents in this market center have charitable organizations. And her driving factor for a big part of her business was being around others that are driven to give back and lead through their businesses to be able to do that. Right. So she's surrounding herself in a collaborative environment, you know, through culture. Yeah. So I think we've gone like there's so I think culture is just so diverse and so complex. I'm like trying to unpack it. But I think the one like thread, right, the one consistency that you and I are talking about on this podcast with culture is that like for people to buy into a culture, the leadership or the leadership team, right, doesn't have to be one individual, they actually define, they actually, they sit down and they define the culture as what are the shared values, beliefs, attitudes, behaviors within the organization. Because if you think about it, we how we do stuff, right? So how we deliver on the values, how we deliver on the beliefs and attitudes and behaviors, like we agree on the outcome, right? Like what it should look like, how we get about that is different based on your experiences. But if as a company, you don't define those clearly for your organization, you don't have a, a, a foundation. Like I believe what you kicked off with Dave is that like your culture is your foundation. And if you don't define that for everybody to understand, you're gonna have a hard time getting buy-in because everybody's gonna define those things differently. 
Yeah, and so that that purpose and that that benchmark that the market center sets, right? So these are our values, and in how they apply to you, or, or they're individual channels for that, right? And I think that that's when we look at the conversations we have about hey, sharing your story, that's a huge component. That culture, right? That purpose, the stories that you're able to tell, that's a big moving factor from from a distraction standpoint, whether it's a location in a business or a team or an individual agent looking to bring other like-minded individuals together because you have something in common, right? Yeah. The one piece of advice that I see from like the seat that I, or the perch that I'm in for my purview is that once we define those values, beliefs, attitudes, behaviors that define your culture as the leader, who's ever the vocal point, the voice reiterate, 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 communicate, communicate, communicate. And I say this because like in my current role, I've been in, in my seat for 11 years and what my, my education and my experience is actually a curse at times, right? Because most of us go through life thinking, hey, everybody knows what I know. So like, why do I got to reiterate? Why do I got to explain again? Well, it's actually our curse because you know way more than most people know because of how long you've been in it or how long you've been communicating it. So one of the things that I see leaders not do a lot is take for granted their culture and not actually going out and telling the story, reiterating what it is and communicating, because that's technically people buy into why you do it, not what you do. And if we're not communicating at the top point as the leader, what our values are, what our culture is, then nobody else is going to know what that is. Absolutely. And it, it, I think it's a simple thing, but it's an incredibly important thing that's often overlooked. Which goes into like the role modeling. So if you think about it as a leader and you're talking about, oh, we got great culture, but are you role modeling it? Are you showing up every day and your people are actually able to look up and say like, yeah, Dave's doing a great job role modeling this part of our culture or communicating this or showing up when, you know, I always look at it as an integrity thing. Like if nobody's looking and you're not being inspected, do you still show up that way about how the culture defines it? And I think that tells a lot about your leadership. These are people see you when you're not on stage and when you're actually doing it when no one's watching. Yeah. You know, and then you could break that down to a lot of different levels. So like, obviously, I think that that communication, that kind of, I think it's kind of sits at the top, right? You're constantly telling your story, but you're communicating how that's coming across. But it's always evolving. It's always consistently improving, right? Culture isn't any one thing. It doesn't stay there. It's constantly moving and it evolves over time. Hunterberg. And the other, go ahead. No, I was going to say, not only does it evolve over time, but like when you, when you attract people because of their culture and their talent, you can't help but also grow, right? And that environment changes based off of the people that you're bringing in with because they add additional layers mm-hmm. to your, your original idea. You also, there's this concept, I don't know, I, I look at the teams that I lead and I've got my hands on a couple different buckets of like leadership teams and the funny part is, at least I know in leadership, when you're no longer doing the task and you've got to basically get success through others, right? That you're like, I'm here for inspiration, training, motivation, accountability, whatever the thing may be. The challenge is trying to get buy-in, trying to get employee ownership. Like the vision is that like, hey, I inspire and hire the bright people and they take it and run with it and create authorship as ownership concept, right? So the real question is like, hey, if you're up there speaking to the culture, driving it, giving great stories about how the culture impacts and changes people's lives, the next evolution of that is how do you get ground, like grassroots 
um, viral adoption of your culture and really get it into the company. Well, culture is not, hey, I just plucked our bunch of words and put it on against the wall. It's that people actually show up and embody it. So one of the biggest challenges is getting your employee adoption of it, right? So yeah. how do you get... How do you not just pontificate off to your people, but actually show up in the trenches with them and get them to like be able to tell the story and adopt the culture because it means something to them? Well, that that goes back to your idea of giving back. But because we'll just, I think the easiest thing is kind of gravitate towards the conversation around charitable organizations, right? But the whole idea of giving back that, hey, if there's an organization that's passionate to me, my employees or my teammates or anybody that joins me may be passionate from that production level, say, hey, I want to give back, I want to help build them. But their focus may be somewhere else. So as long as my mind is open to say, hey, listen, we job together on the idea of giving back, but there isn't any one particular organization. Like I have something that's moving me. You've got something that's moving you, right? So that that involvement, right, is that constantly allows us to look at, hey, we could probably help more in a myriad of ways, not just any one particular. Right, so that and then now you've got that that employee buying in and go look not only am I able to grow my business but I'm actually able to build my business and do something that's passionate to me because it may be this other idea of organization that I want to grow but our mindset is in like that we're giving back well it's also you know when I think about employee involvement and they see they get the feedback that's positive and they see it come to life it's also the recognition and reward of it right so if you think about you know, I look at it with with my kids is that if, if there's a behavior that I really want them to adopt, I'm going to recognize it and reward it and reinforce it. Right. Yeah. Um, and we see that happen in a lot of different ways. So like as the leader, if you're like, hey, not only am I pushing this this cultural thing, but I'm also, you know, trying to get employee adoption or team member adoption. You also have to think about like what behaviors and what other structures you need to put in. So like when you see somebody go above and beyond, whether it's give back or train education or hitting a goal, whatever the thing is that fulfills one of your description of culture inside the organization, how do you recognize and reward that so people see that, oh, like he or she got recognized for it and they got rewarded for it and they got a highlight and they got, I don't know, a t-shirt, whatever the thing may be that you're trying to give for trinkets to reward people. Remember that the, what you reward and what you focus on will get attention from those around and that that type of behavior is the one that you want to actually reinforce. You know, the, the coolest thing is that uh, I love how it moves up. Like the, the influence, right, that, that comes across. You don't even realize sometimes how people are, you're impacting people's lives that may be in need from what you're doing. But at the same time, you're impacting people that you're alongside of, right, by what you do, right? So yeah. like an example is like, I have taken my son, you know, my boys to experience some of the give back that I do just so they know that there's more to life than than financial personal growth or gain but there are others in need right and they have experienced that and gone to those events and come away from those events and I and I, I I've said this before but my 12 year old even said it when he was 11 said dad why do we only do this once a year that was monumental to me that he picked up on that Right. He's like, Dad, why don't we do this more often than once a year? No, I, we had deeper conversations around, well, this is a big event. This is not the only event that I'm involved in or that I do. And I we, we participate or donate and do different things. But he right away recognized there was a need in this organization to say, hey, you know what? I need to be different. Mm -hmm.
So I think as you talk through that, Dave, um, there's also a piece on like anchoring certain foundational pieces in the culture of your organization. And one of them that I think a lot of companies talk about or even small businesses is like learning. We're committed to learning and development. We're, we're committed to education of our people. And I think it's when you show up and actually do that, when you say, hey, you know, I'm going to bring on this, 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 this employee, this new team member, and I know that they're going to have some great skills that's going to impact the business, but there's also going to be some gaps, right? Because we're all human. We know that we're imperfect. And I think the real power within a culture of learning and development and pouring back into your people is being able to say like, hey, I, I, they came into organization at one level. And the, I think what motivates me as a leader is to say like, hey, how do I get this person way more educated, way more skilled, way more capable than when they walked in the door day one. And I actually get moved by the fact that I know I helped someone become better in their role, better as a person personally and professionally, but also giving them skills that they didn't have before. So they're actually more lucrative in the employment market. So in the event that they, hey, maybe it doesn't fit out here. I know that I was a platform of learning and development and training education that made that person better. Right? Like I look at the story of GE and the fact of how many CEOs they put out during Jack Welsh's tenure as a leader, right? Now, there was aggressiveness and all kinds of stuff inside of GE's culture that might not fit everybody. But when you look at that company and the people that they pushed and the people that they created as CEOs and leaders, it's incredible. They, they were so dedicated to learning and development, coaching, training, education, that they were just maxing out. So even the next CEO of GE was probably coming in from the company, but they had this huge track record of all these other Fortune 500 companies that were pushing out CEOs left and right. And it was amazing to see. Um, and then I think another one that really comes into, because you know to kind of close out on this idea around culture is that you have to instill also a, a thought, a belief around continuous improvement. I call it tinkering, right? That any CEO, any any amazing person on the team is always going to be constantly tinkering, trying to improve things. Because we live in a world where it's not static, right? People are dynamic. Our lives are dynamic. The world's dynamic. Like there is no guarantee that you can get up every day and that you're going to live. Like that's a little bit morbid, but like that's a guarantee. It's not a guarantee, right? And I think if we take the opportunities that we have and realize that in every phase of our life, whether business, professional, uh, you know, personal, family, like life is always evolving. There's always something changing. And in order to have a culture that's adoptive to what the needs of society are and what the business needs to grow, you got to think about what are the constant improvements? What's going on in the ecosystem? What's going on in the economy? What's going on in the industry? What's going on in my local market? And how do I always dedicate to a an idea that our culture is always evolving and we have to be continuously improving upon that culture so that we know who our clients are and also who our stakeholders are and that we're attracting to the company. Because at the end of the day, the company is about the people. And if we're not here developing our people, the people make the culture. The culture doesn't dictate the people. And I think that's the biggest thing to remember is that our people are our biggest assets and they derive the culture. So if they don't adopt it, they don't see benefit and they're not living it. Your culture really is just some words on the wall. Well, with with that, um, I think it was an amazing podcast, and I'm just so excited that Dave brought the context of doing culture and how does that show up in your each, you know, in your businesses that you're running, your life, and how do you actually make culture show up on a regular basis and not just something written on the wall. So thanks for tuning into this episode of Entrepreneurial Impact with Dave and Joe, and looking forward to for you all turning in next week on the next topic we got going on. 